Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Welcome back, everyone, to the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. It is week three of Big Brother 7, the true all-star season we love. Um, it's me, your Brazilian Smurf, here with my TikTok Smurf and my sunburnt Smurf and our little Smurf, Smurf family to recap James Ryan's one and only HOH reign. TikTok Smurf, how are you doing today? Wait, Felipe, I think I was supposed to be cast for Survivor. This is not my, this is not my genre at all. It's not your genre? Not my genre. Are you going to go to the backyard and throw a temper tantrum also? I'm about to throw some towels. Um, plants beware because there might be a pot shattering in the near future. The one and only Nicole Horn is here, everyone, and she has made an entrance. Someone who isn't meant for Survivor or Big Brother, but rather the maze race. It's Jacob. How are you? <laughs> Wow. Uh, you know, I thought I could have a shot at one of those uh, better shows, but yeah, I guess I've been sniffing too much Laffy Taffy like Jace. I'm just going crazy singing some songs about inner tubes. I forgot about that. I have it written down, but I just like, I, I, I think we were all meant to forget about that. Um, but how are you doing this weekend? I'm doing good. I went on a bit of a vacation, went to the lake. So yes, I am sunburned and uh, I really did go in an inner tube. So really, uh, put me in the BB All-Star house right now. I'm ready to or go. Or on Survivor. Or on Survivor, yeah. Um, either one. I'm just trying to read the sign behind you. I see Polish. I see Oss. I see Little. What is the yep. sign supposed to be? Chicago? These are Chicago neighborhoods. So there's like 80-something neighborhoods. They all have weird names. But we're here to talk about Big Brother 7, Week 3. Come join our little Smurf family as we gallivant along. The best Week 3 in a Big Brother All-Star season ever. Um, so we start off the week. Nokomis was evicted. Any final words about Nokomis? I mean, Jace didn't even get off the couch when Nokomis was evicted. He was really bitter from season five. As soon as he got out from the six finger plan, I think there goes any shot of him even having a personal relationship with Nokomis. He was so, so salty. He wouldn't even stand up. But then at the same time, when he asked people to sit down for his walkout, they, they didn't listen. So I love the, that they don't care. Yeah, um, it was a little bit rude to not get up. I think that, you know, karmically, he put it into the world that he wanted to go out again in a similar fashion. I mean, you need to respect someone's game. Nakoma's got him out fair and square. Like, I don't know, say bye at least. Put some respect on Nakoma's name. True that. <laughs> At the same time, as um, as soon as Nokomis walked out, Will was like, you all did this. It's like, this is all your fault. <laughs> yeah. like, so, um, what's it called? So presumptuous. He it doesn't even have to try to be presumptuous. He just is. I mean, he didn't vote to Victor. He was right. Him and Janie are scot-free. And it's weird that the, uh, Janelle has a confessional here about... Um, 
how her and Will voted um, differently than um, her uh, Howie and Kaser, or was it Howie and Howie and James? Howie and James. Yeah, it it was Janelle. Janelle does her own thing. She don't she don't need the house to decide what she wants to do. She didn't want to vote out her smoking buddy. She had nobody else to smoke cigarettes with without Nicomas. She really did not. Like, honestly, has there been a ton of smokers since Jason Roy? I feel like he was the last smoker in the Big Brother house on Modern Days. What about um, Sam from Big Brother 20? Yeah, Sam. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch feeds that season. I wasn't around. What a season to miss out on. What a season. Um, speaking of Sam, another one of Nicole's favorites made a brief appearance here. Hi, Marvin. Give him the flashbacks. Oh my goodness, I really had to, you know, play that part in 0.75 speed just to slow it down and savor my moment with Marvin. And then he gets mentioned, he gets name dropped later. So um, I was just like, Nicole's standing right now. Um, speaking of standing, we didn't get a lot of Diane content this week. So I was really upset. So just be warned, I may be a little salty at times, just like Jace was on the couch. But we got the fallout where Will and Janelle are there and James wins his first HOH and then we get a chicken George segment where he's the house mom he's doing all the chores he's sneaking over listening to Janelle and James speaking so what did we think this is the first in our many chicken George segments for the week I would love to have someone like this in the house with me like, don't get me wrong, like, I'm not that messy, but Chicken George is putting in the work. He's, like, on the ground, like, sweeping up, like, random parts of the floor. Like, he's going after it. I would love that, you know, elbow grease cleaning stuff up for me so I can just sit back and relax. I don't know why they were all so intimidated by him using the fact that he was in the kitchen so very frequently as a strategy. Chicken George played on season one where there was no strategy whatsoever. So him just being a nice person to live with, a person that does more than their share of the housework, seems like a good strategy all around. I don't know if he's a mastermind or if it was just coincidence. I mean, we don't know. We still don't know. Is Chicken George a mastermind or is he just a buffoon? I mean, you really have your own opinion of that. Yeah. I have an opinion. Like, it feels like Jar Jar Binks in the Star Wars universe where, like, he is everyone like thinks he's just like some goofball but then there's like always fan theories that he's actually the mastermind yeah well james ryan did say if chicken george gets to float to the end he's going to be in the final two and he almost gets there um so he did call it uh but we get our first look at the new hoh room the red and black color scheme what do we think nicole as our I loved it. I specifically know that this is my favorite room out of all three of them so far. The red looks nice and it feels like it blends with the rest of the house. Not really feel like that it fits with James, but I, it's, it's cute. So you don't think it fits with James? I feel like they, he chose it. The I think it's a nice color palette. I don't know. James, I think more blue. I don't know. Jacob, what did you think of James's room? I thought it looked cool. Uh, it's like the best one that we've gotten so far. Uh, it's better than like the all black, but honestly, I was just so upset when Howie was, you know, fawning over pictures that I was not about that segment. He was so obsessed with like a picture of a woman, like, I don't know. That really Sarah? distracted me. Yeah. I hate that Howie's entire brand is misogyny. Okay. 
to be fair to Howie, this week was actually pretty good Howie week, considering that he had like very few misogynistic tendencies this week. Hey, one is more than enough. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that it's not, but for what Howie, it's better than usual. At least we didn't have that shoved down our faces this the week. The bar is beneath the floor with Mr. Howie. Uh, I read an interview with Howie that like he was asked to be on Big Brother Canada 4 um, and he was just taken off with mete- meteorology school or whatever because I was like um, let's check in with this all-star like before all-stars this year and he said he was almost on Big Brother Canada 4 can you imagine I don't want to imagine a Big Brother Canada 4 without Tim so it was almost Jace it was almost Boogie it was almost Howie we got saved entirely by our Australian legend. Um, but yeah, we get a little bit of Sarah here. Sarah, they were dating for a year. Uh, spoiler alert, James, Ryan, and Sarah did not end up together. Uh, I believe they broke up within that year. Love uh, is dead. Love is dead, but James Ryan is having a baby with his new love, so we're happy for him. Everything yeah, happens for a reason. And so... Yeah, so wait, I don't believe we asked this last week. What would your HOH color scheme be? Mm, I feel like I would have purple. I'm I'm a big fan of like a dark purple or like a Cubs blue. Either one of those colors would rock for me. Would you get mad if they got the wrong shade of blue in the HOH room Uh, based on your favorite baseball team? That's why I think the blue is tricky because, yeah, there's a difference between Cubs blue and, like, any lighters, like, getting to, like, North Carolina, Tar Heels, not a fan of that. And then any darkers, like, Royal. So, yeah, really a fine line there. I think purple's a safe way to go. I like it anyway. Nicole? As part of me wants to be as gaudy as possible and say, like, pink with fur and sparkles, I think just, like, a clean white room with, like, soft linens and, like, maybe a couple of plants, maybe a tree, like, in the middle of the room. A tree? I, I love it. But we'll get... Uh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Horticultural. Is that a word? It is a word. I don't know <laughs> if that's the word you were looking my for. World, it is. It is. Well, speaking of pink rooms, we'll get to that next week when we discuss Janelle's hot pink room, I think I'd go with like either an ocean theme or a space theme, either one. I want it to be like fun and exciting. Like I, but I also want it to be themed. I don't want it to just be like one street color. I want it to have a theme and let the designers do their work. Um, but I don't think they went to Ikea this week because it was only the chairs were the same as casers. Uh, I can't tell the difference between those small details. See, I'm all about the, the Ikea furniture on this season. Hey, Ellie, uh, you noticed. Jacob, did you notice the fact that the chairs nope. were the same? See? Nope. This is my least favorite segment of the entire show, is that they keep showing the room. Like, Well, that's as far as that I watch, so I think that's a podcast for us, right? No, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, what the, uh, no I'm, I'm going to save that question for a side podcast that we have to do. We're going to do the Big Brother All-Stars of uh, what uh, what they're bending like what kind of benders they all are oh perfect. we have to do that on our own podcast like a, a side podcast not in during the recaps because that would just take too much time uh but then james tells season six that he wants to take out george for the floaters to have to take a stand should they win hoh so like the floaters are marcellus danielle diane jace and that's their kind of powwow right now so what are y'all thinking about this strategy i i don't get it like so their plan is to take out george so that whenever a floater wins they have to pick a side 
but what if that floater doesn't pick your side then like one of you is going home like it seems like instead you should be building relationships and not like testing people i don't think that testing people is the way to get people's trust nicole the strategy i feel is so dumb I don't know why we would target the floaters when you have two people that are admittedly some of the best people to ever play the game sitting right in front of you, completely vulnerable. And are you talking about Will and Danielle? No, Will and Boogie. Okay, but Boogie had improved some stripes, yeah. But still, that's an unbreakable yeah. bond. If you think about their connection beyond the game, that's something to be worried about. I think this was a huge tactical error on the season six part. And they should be thankful that they were able to, you know, keep the power on their side because this is where things could have really flipped. And um, what's that word when the canoe flips over? Capsized? It could have capsized. I feel, yeah, I, listening to you guys speak, I feel like it's, they kind of backed up into a lucky situation where they could take a shot at Jace. But still, I feel like Jace is not, the, you could have put a boogie and taken boogie out because they weren't going to get rid of Will. Um, but at the same time, like for a television standpoint, we have to stand this move because he went out, he, James tried to take a shot at the big potato cosplayer in week three of all-stars. We want to see the HOH do something unconventional and not just just the boring thing that we're all going to get depressed about. Um, I'm adding Tyler right now. (laughs) Yeah. It seems like you're a bit traumatized with real life events. I just think that you know, focusing so much of your energy on getting specifically George out doesn't make a ton of sense. Like, you can go, like, that can be what you want to do, but they were so dead set. Season six was so dead set. Even so, like, Kaser is going, like, almost all the way in the veto competition. Sorry for skipping ahead a bit. But, like, they really care to actually get this plan through when it seems like it should just be, like, oh, yeah, like, this is easy, so let's, let, let's do it. Like, instead, like, they actually make Chicken George the target, and that part doesn't make a ton of sense to me. No, for sure. Um, I do think that Kaser was trying to win the veto, obviously partially to get Chicken George out, but I also think at a certain point he just kept going because he didn't want to disappoint his alliance. Like, and I feel like he would have bowed out at a certain point if he didn't want to like keep good standing with James. I feel like James would have been pissed, but he wasn't going to put him up. So it's a mute point. But any final thoughts on this part of the plan? We'll check in with this plan a few times throughout the week. It's it's dumb, but I think they were just so upset about how George just doesn't fit in from like an optic standpoint. He's a father. He probably misses his family. He's not one of the cool kids. So getting him out is an easy week for everybody. Nobody's stressed out. They can just enjoy their time. And then going forward, it's just cool, young, hot people in the house that we can hang out with. That's probably a factor. Um, I also think James was speaking for me and trying to make me enjoy the season because chicken george was not as like he's on the lower list of people i am invested in this season and you don't say hey he grew on me this week but come on come on i mean has so much heart he does but he was annoying in big brother one as someone who watched the show okay okay shade shade taken Um, but next we get a Mike Boogie workout session where he says, quote, half man, half not amazing. Why and do we need this? Who cares? You want to just skip it? Look, no. <laughs> we can talk about who, who cares. Also, as someone who also has their mom's hips, I feel like <laughs> we need to recognize that Boogie's trying to get in shape. I appreciated this. He was, he's just jealous of Kaser. True. 
like the jealousy jumped out. Well, what I'm noticing is like the sheer amount of like Boogie and Will standalone segments, even on stuff like this, if this is the most interesting content they got, that means that Will and Boogie really are interesting. Wow. You're, you're, you're throwing some hands at Dr. Will, calling him uninteresting. No, I think they're interesting. I think everyone else needs to step up if we're going to see Boogie working. Oh, up. okay. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. No, yeah. I want to hear Dr. Will complaining about everything, at least something. I just love Dr. Will so much, but we get, yeah, speaking of him, he's complaining all the time and people are annoyed, but like, it's Dr. Will. He's just like trolling. He's a giant troll. I'd be um, complaining yeah. too if I had to live with all those people. What would you complain about most in that house? Probably, well, if George lived there, I wouldn't be complaining about how dirty it is, but maybe just about, um, I would have like a Danielle style rant if somebody didn't wash their hands. Like Danielle BB. Same. Me, me and Enzo, we'd be fighting right now. <laughs> call him out, call him out. In this corona world, you are not gonna wash your hands after you use the bathroom. How dare you, Enzo? Federal yeah, prison. Vincenzo, get out of here. Life sentence. Uh, Ooh. that's a little extreme though. In the uh, COVID. Can we just talk about the fact that he wished he had children when he was like a teenager? That makes sense. I'll stand by that take. That makes so much sense because, like, I see my parents and they're, like, old now that they have free time. Like, I would rather be younger and have free time. So, look, having children at, like, early 20s makes a lot of sense so that they're not so old whenever they're, when your kids graduate. Jacob, that's for you. I'm going to not do that. Nicole does not want to spend her 20s raising children. Oh, my God. You think I'm going to waste my skin when it looks as good? <laughs> Nicole is a woman on a mission, and it's not to, she wants to, her good skin. I was going to say, it's quite the opposite. I'm really not on a mission. As she eats her chocolate. No, I'm about to, you know, have a little podcast snack. It makes me quite hungry. Podcasting, it's a, it's an exhausting medium that you just need to keep the energy of. Maybe some Laffy Taffy. Always. Oh, life, lifetime supply. Or you could sniff it like Jace, but... Um, this is where we get our segment where the seeds of the Legion of Doom, Will and James are talking. They're like, me, you, Mike Boogie, Danielle, and I'm here for this. I'm here. So, so talk about Danielle and those J names. Dan uh, Jace, James, Jason. Yeah, all of her boys. J names are historically a controversial name, Jacob. I'm sure you've heard that take before. Uh, I have not. What What is the take? Um, the guys whose name starts with J, or I guess, however that is grammatically correct. Sure. If your name starts with J, you're going to put me in pain. It's basically that. Oh, perfect. Well, uh, feel free to sign up. Uh, I'll make like a Google form for who I can inflict pain on emotionally. Okay, tell Lydia to, you know, write a, write a review. Maybe that, that's why uh, if uh, Jace and Cal Callie's mom, if that's why they broke up. I don't know if they're still together. But we made progress on figuring that out, did we? We never did figure that out. That's on all of us, especially me and Nicole. Oh, well. <laughs> um, so we get that. And then we get, finally, Jacob's favorite segment of the week, Jason the Inner Tube. <laughs> this song makes no sense. Like, I get that, you know, you're bored in the house. And trust me, I sing all the time. Like, if I was on the actual show, like, I would constantly be told, like, please stop singing. Please stop singing. 
So it makes sense like you have to make up your own songs, but this one's wild. Like I did not follow it whatsoever. It was, it was so he was supposed to be doing like a commercial, like but Yeah. It, and he just like starts singing about the quality of thinks, the intertube. When Howie thinks something's wrong with you, you know you've lost all hope. I and wrote he, in my notes, he who lives in glass houses. For Howie? Yeah, because he shouldn't be throwing any stones thinking things are dumb. He's the CEO of doing dumb shit. No, he gets in a box to do the to throw those stones. <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, Erica, Marcellus, and Danielle discuss George. And Danielle then goes to Jane and says, like, we should push Jace. Uh, but James is like, I don't want to lose to Chicken George. And spoiler alert, you do. <laughs> That's true. But Danielle here makes a really good point. She's like on top of this realizing like, yeah, okay, fine. Chicken George is going to make it far if we don't take him out now. But like there are bigger threats to you. And she points, points him out like in the correct direction. I think Danielle is pretty sharp here. And I also think that like Danielle knows that she has George no matter what. Like they're the only two parents in the house. Mm -hmm. uh, we saw in week one when Allison and Danielle and Chicken George were a little alliance. So Danielle knows that she can get George. Um, and I think she correctly, because Jace is her best move. Like, let's be real, because she then has Will and Boogie on one side, season six, that can go after each other. And it's going to be in a few, uh, another week where we get Danielle's HOH ring. But it, she's playing the middle right now, and she's playing it really well. Yeah. That's how you float, Jace. Um, then we get our slop segment about how everyone hates slop. And then we get our food comp, which I could not... Like, if you told me, give me 20 guesses to guess what the food comp was this week, I would have never guessed the Swiss cheese whole game. Uh, it's called a balanced diet. And how it works is in pairs of two, you have to push a ball up, and each pair gets a designated day. And then you have to go through and get it to the feast section. But there are sections that you have to overcome. The first one is slop. Then the second one is breads. No, veggies and beer. Then the third one is veggies and kumquats, which had a lot of people confused what a kumquat is. Oh, breads and kumquats, I think. Yeah, but what's a kumquat, Nicole, in your... Vegetable. In your... Yeah, so why is it in veggies? I'm not sure. I think it's... Yeah, I think it's actually... Your horticultural expertise. Don't look at me like this. I thought kumquats were sweet. I think it is a fruit. Yeah, so, yeah, because if it's a veggies, it should have been under veggies and beer. Mm -hmm. um, and then we go to meats and ice cream. And then lastly, we get another hole for slop and then feast. So the pairs are going to be Monday is James and Erica who get feast. Tuesday is Diane and Boogie who also get a feast. Then Wednesday is Will and Danielle and they land on breads and kumquats. Uh, Thursday is where, oh, Thursday is Howie and Kaser and they get a feast. Friday is Marcellus and Janie, and they get veggies and beer. And then Saturday is Jason George, and they get a feast. And if you thought this challenge made someone pass out in Survivor Call wrong, wait until you see Chicken George and his heat stroke that he had. When he took out that sweat rag, I knew it wasn't going to end well. I mean, they got a feast, but he just sits down there and looks catatonic. Yeah, he's shaking from the very beginning of the competition. As soon as they start going, like it's a full body shake, which is pretty funny. I 
Uh, I like this competition, but I think I would throw it after I get bread. There's no need for a feast every day of the week. Like, it seems too easy. No, it get definitely... ice cream. Get to me an ice cream, at least. What do yeah. you need meat and ice cream for? If you want a sandwich, maybe? If you get backdoored and you need to eat mm. your feelings... You know, Jason, I don't know about that. And I need to, you know, yeah, drown my sorrows. Also, half the house was on slop. I think they wanted as much food as possible. That's fair. Um, but, yeah, any takeaways from this competition, other than the fact that it was so unmemorable that I never, like, honestly, this whole episode, I couldn't have told you what happened besides the Red HOH room and the nominations. Yeah, I, really I think like- I do the same, yeah. I really like when Marcellus, everyone's yelling at him, and he just says, everyone, please. Like, in such, like, a teacher tone, like, it, it was just like a fourth grade teacher, like, the classroom's rowdy, and Marcellus turns around and just says, everyone, please, and, and like, everyone gets quiet. That, that part really made me laugh. I love Marcellus so much. We need Marcellus in every season. Yeah. He needs to replace Julie Chen. I'm sorry. Yeah. One of my favorite of the tweets of the week is, uh, Marcel Sinan gets slapped upside the head by Julie Chen to, for Trevor to call old school boring. That's true, though. For people that don't know, Tyler called old school boring on the feeds, old school Big Brother boring. And so that's been a meme on Twitter this week. Um, blank didn't call, blank didn't happen on Big Brother for Trevor, Tristan, Tyler, Tre- Troy, like all these T names to call old school boring. So that's for our casual audience there. And, and that's Keisha's legacy is that she got Tyler's name wrong. We stand Keisha Smith. Better legacy than Nicole Anthony. Oh, too soon. Ooh. Nicole's too just soon. jealous. She wants to be the best Nicole from Big Brother. And she has From Long played. Island, yes. Nicole. I uh, wear glasses too. Do you like unicorns? You know what, that's where we- Can you, can you draw a Pegasus drawing? No Pegasus drawings, and I are you scared of birds? And I have no basements, so mm. not really a fan of birds. Pigeons can stay because, like, they add a little atmosphere to New York. It's like ah, a pigeon. I feel like I'm really, you know, in the Manhattan air right now. But other birds pass. Not even an ostrich. Maybe one ostrich. What about penguins? Penguins can stay too. The flightless birds you can keep. If you want to have this conversation, have it with Nicole Anthony. I think she would be... I don't think she, like, will take random strangers DMing her lightly right now. Okay, fair, fair. Next subject. Uh, Marcellus and Janelle bonding over their comp failure. And Janelle's like, I'm so bad at comps. And I'm like, Janelle, just you wait. Yeah. Like, this never has a take been more wrong. She's actually bad at comps. She's about to always be safe for the rest of the season, essentially. It's it's a bad take, but Marcellus. Also, Marcellus, don't sleep. You want a veto and two HOHs on your season. You almost won this next situation. Marcellus, please. You you are good at cons, Marcellus. Um, and Janelle, obviously. Uh, but then we get everyone's favorite segment, a sleep-talking segment on Big Brother. Before Mike Boogie, there was Eric from Big Brother 3. After Mike Boogie, there was Nake Corey. And in between was Mike Boogie. So, what was he saying, Nicole? I'm not really, really, really following. Like, why, why would you be scared, you know? Yeah. Jacob, could you make out what he was saying or no? 
I tried. And, you know, Lydia's from New Hampshire. I thought maybe, you know, it was like some New Hampshire secret code. I played this clip for Lydia and she looked at me like I had lost my damn mind. So I think Boogie might just be off his rocker. Is Boogie the only winner from New England? Yeah. Wow. That's. Oh, wait, Derek. But we don't talk about him. He ruined so many seasons of Big Brother. Um, at least Mike Boogie was entertaining before he got canceled. True. Uh, but yeah, so I, I enjoyed this segment and then I love that Julie called him out on it later. Um, that part was yeah, funny. Yeah. But if you thought Chicken George was bad, Mike Boogie's even worse. And then this was probably my favorite segment. Uh, the, definitely of the episode, maybe of the week, uh, Danielle talking about being a teen mom, what motherhood means to her, like resiliency and like having to take care of kids when all your friends are hanging out. Like if I didn't love Danielle enough, Danielle is my favorite, absolute favorite big brother player of all time, even though I do stand Diane. Um, so this was just like, I just love getting, this is what classic, this is what old school big brother is about Tyler. It's like the character moments that like we get to see these real people and not these cartoon characters. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. It was like just nice to see that. I forgot Danielle was a teen mom, and that probably gives her a completely different perspective compared to someone who comes into motherhood later in life. So seeing her perspective has been really, really nice. That segment was so sweet. When she's in the DR and she says, like, if I could only hear three words, like, I love you, like, I teared up. That was it's such a sweet moment. Like, you can see how much Danielle cares for her kids. Like, and then she's talking, like, do my kids even want me anymore? Like, it made me, like, want to call my mom. I think, uh, you know, after this podcast is over, I'm going to call my mom. Tell her uh, she, she did a pretty good job. Oh. Did she, though? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jacob's oh, a stand-up man. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> fine. I will tell her she did as best as she could. How is that, Felipe? No, no, no. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. I, I, just, I, I just had to say something shady because um, I'm a pessimist at heart. My mom would actually love that joke, so. We're no, good. your mom did a great job. You're one of my best pals. If she didn't do a great job, we wouldn't have met because I'm the gift to the planet. And Get a was... room, guys. I know, right? Wow. Get me in a bathtub first, Felipe. Oh! <laughs> what's, what's the better bathtub? Oh, wait, no, Nicole doesn't know some of those old challenge seasons. There was a threesome in a bathtub in one season of the challenge. And uh, I thought that's where my like, what season? It was with Veronica, I think. Um, and who, who was Trishel's boyfriend on Real World Las Vegas one? I don't remember. Um, yeah, so I don't watch. Do, I don't watch the challenge like that. Okay, but that was not what happened in this bathtub. Uh, but we'll get to that in the next episode. Uh, so this is our last segment before the nomination. Big Brother Six plus Danielle, plus Marcellus is kind of an alliance. Janelle's like, we got Danielle, we got Marcellus. And they're all talking about how Jace is shady. But then we get to the nomination ceremonies. James pulls Erica's key. Erica pulls Danielle's. Mike, Kaser, Janie, Diane, Jace, Marcellus, and then Howie gets his key pulled last. Will and Chicken George are the nominees. And Chicken George is like, you put up the best strategic player in me, Roy. Uh you know, Chicken George is right. James did put up the best strategic player in Big Brother, but he's the person that he's on the block next to, not yourself, Chicken George. Calm down. You're so close. The Chicken Man. So oh, he also got very, like, angry that James would ever accuse him of 
hearing through the door. I'm like, Chuck and George, nah, you were being shady. You were shady on Big Brother it. One. Yeah, own it, Chicken George. Don't be a franzel and don't and hide behind your gameplay. Oh, you just got added to the binder. Dang. Okay, I actually oh am a Nicole Franzel defender compared to most people, but that's not a popular opinion. I think she's going to win. I think she's going to be the Sandra, and we all will have to bow down to the queen. Yeah, so. I can see that. Nicole Franzel is a legitimately good player. I bought Nicole I'm stock. On. I hope I hope she went up low-key. Same, same. Who'd you buy? Did you buy just oh, her? Nicole. Oh, okay. Yep. I, I bought Nicole, I bought some Christmas, and then I bought um, Memphis, which I don't know about that one, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was feeling like maybe he'll go up. I hope he didn't go down. Like, I didn't think he was going anywhere, and I feel like everyone was yeah. like, excited about that, and I was like, no, he's going to be safe. Okay. I should have just gone all in on Nicole. Um, but anyways, let's get to our veto episode. We get some nomination fallout. Chicken George is sad, and he and James like have some sort of rivalry. And I believe when Chicken George wins HOA, she puts up James and James wins the veto, right? Um, so this kind of lasts the whole season a little bit. Uh, yeah, that is true. Yeah, he does end up putting James when he wins. So yeah, I guess this is like a rivalry for the ages. You know, two then, equal foes going at it. And then in the jury house, they sneak out and go to the bar with Danielle and Will. So, yeah, uh, that's uh, yeah. Um, I love Chicken George's shirt. Which one? I I love his shirt. Chicken George says, "Stop animal testing." Great message. Love it. Oh, I thought you were talking about the one on the eviction night. (laughs) Oh no, that one's also good. Um, no. Uh, just I just refresh my memory. Is this the season where they have a hurricane at the jury house? Not Howie, but um, like they have to move jury houses. I think this is the uh, season. Big brother like that. I always remember yeah, that. I, okay. It's either season seven or eight. I just didn't remember. But we get Dr. Will, a segment about him being the pawn. And Dr. Will is not your pawn. Dr. Will is no pawn. But In he was. In what world is Dr. Will ever a pawn? Insanity. Insanity. He does um, smart things. James and like, Janelle. Go ahead. Sorry, he does a smart thing where he says, like, I don't mind if I go home. It almost makes it, like, unappealing to take him out. I think Dan does something similar at the beginning of BB10 where he's like, oh, if you send me home, then I get to hang out with my girlfriend. Like, it's okay if I have to leave. And, like, I feel like it makes it less appealing of a person to actually take out. It's like the trophy that you're trying to get and, like, pin on your resume is like, oh, I don't really care. Uh, yeah, how lame is that? You, you get out the person that is basically a sitting duck. That's not something yeah. to put on your resume, really. That would never happen in Modern Big Brother because everyone wants the jury stipend and their in- influencer potential. Hey, Annalise got on the challenge, so anything's possible. Is Christy on the challenge, too? No, I don't think she was on the final I don't, list, I don't right? think so. Um, hey, uh, I'm, that, when they said Johnny Bananas was not on the season and then they added him back, I was so upset. I was uh, gagged, honey. I was, I was speechless. Early winner pick? Like sleeper pick, Teresa Gonzalez. That's my sleeper pick. Or Lolo. Yeah, Lolo might have a strong intro season, uh, rookie season. I don't really watch the challenge. So yeah. But here we get the segment that James and Jace, they're talking upstairs and they kind of make a deal. One second. Talk amongst yourselves while I need to drink water. Oh, yeah. 
So he goes up and he uh, like says he wants to make a deal. He says that he's not going to kiss someone's ass, but that's pretty fake. He literally goes up and like, oh, he didn't want to kiss your ass yesterday, but here he is kissing ass today. Like, okay. I don't really like this like alpha on alpha moment. Like, just kiss already. (laughs) Exactly. Nicole's here for all this like sexual tension between the men. I got so confused by what Jace was doing with his chair, you know, like leaning back on the two legs. That stressed me out. I stopped listening about halfway through, so maybe I need to be filled in if there's some tension there. No, I definitely know what you were talking about. I was well, like, oh my God, like he's gonna I'm fall an over. alpha, you're an alpha. There are two alphas talking. We to both me. got backdoored on our seasons. Um, spoiler alert, Jace, it basically happens to you again. Um, and then here's one of my favorite scenes from the week. Marcellus is thirsty, and he's like, I'd make out with Jace. I'd even make out with Chicken George at this point. Actually, no, I wouldn't. But you know who I would make out with? Kaser. And I feel like everyone in the world. Yeah, I'd make out with Kaser. Done. Yesterday, today, in the Big Brother house, in Iraq. Are you team Daddy Kaser or Daddy Memphis? That's someone I saw that. Annie Pizzatelli asked that. That should not be a question. That question is offensive to Kaser to even put him in Memphis in the same category. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the denim jacket. I'll take Kaser any day. What up, Kaser? I am so sad that he and Janelle are on the block. It's depressing. Um, But I love Marcellus, and this is like classic Marcellus, like in the diary room, and I I just need more Marcellus. You should start a podcast. Marcellus, you have an open invitation to come on this podcast whenever. Yeah, Marcellus, in direct quotes, said, I wanted to catch the smell of Kaser. He smelled like banana cupcakes. No, he smells better than banana cupcakes. Better than banana cupcakes. Oh, my God. The way that I was just sending the tears in that moment. I've been thirsty, but I've never been that thirsty, I'll be honest. I mean, the Big Brother house does things to you. Um, oh, I have it. I have one. Uh, oh, never mind. That's a different quote. Sorry. It was another Marcellus quote. I was going to read it out loud, but it's not that. Apologies for getting everyone's hopes up. But then we get an Erica and Marcellus debate whether Will or George should go home before commercial. And honestly, I like we talked about last week with editing, that we all know that it's not going to be that debate. So that's a great scene to little close out and like give a cliffhanger for the casual audiences. But then when we return to commercial, this is one of my favorite scenes. I say that a lot now, but <laughs> this scene was pretty fantastic. It's a pretty good season, so there are lots of uh, good scenes during this year. Oh, I'm loving rewatching this season. Uh, but we get Diane introduces us with this segment. Quote, what could be better than watching white boys trying to rap? End quote. And Jace is rapping. James is upstairs in the HOH, and then they get the chicken man who's sleeping on the floor. Yeah, why? Like maybe maybe no it stops the snoring. To him. I guess that seems miserable. Chicken George is a weird dude. I think we find that out throughout the season and season one. But he comes in. Nicole, did you write down the quote? No, I didn't. His rapping. Um, he says something like, I'm going to be out week three because I'm sitting next to the doctor man. And then he goes on, he's like, in the diary room, he's like, yeah, I listened to like two, $2 or uh, 75 cents or whatever, like all the great rappers mm-hmm. of a generation. And then he puts down a bar that's like, something, something, watch out for James, you'll wear his underwear. 
but you better be quick because he's kind of a dick. I'm like, these are, these are some bars, Chicken George, but he's like angry. And Danielle's in the diary room like, James, you better watch out. He's angry. He got some fight. <laughs> so this was a fun character moment. And just to go back to the meme, Chicken George didn't give us a James Ryan diss track for Trevor to call old school boring. <laughs> You're all over this. Uh, yeah, that's true. I think the, you know, the beef that they have, the old seasons, they actually, like, come after each other. Now everyone's playing pretty nice. It, it's just, like, I, I feel like if I could live in any Big Brother Oscar house, not only do I just love the house itself this season, but, like, that's a great group of people to just talk with and hang out with. Yeah. If you, uh, this is kind of quick aside. What's your favorite Big Brother house? Out of all of them? Like all the decorations or the themes or whatever. If you said the apples on season 19, I will hang up on you right now. See, the fact that people can recall these so quick is crazy. I think I liked, it wasn't season eight poker themed. No, the Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland, yeah. Yep, that's the one I like the best. And this is just U.S. houses, because if we were talking Canada houses, that would be a whole other Whole other ballpark. That's like another league. Can- yeah, the Canada houses are like really nice. I think that probably 14 is my favorite house, but that's just because I watch that season so often. I feel like I know everything already. Which room would you sleep in? The shoe room? Uh, no, I think about these questions all night. (laughs) I would sleep in the room with a fortune teller in BB14. I thought that was season 13. I thought that the The creepy purple one? Yeah, I thought that was 14. Maybe I'm wrong. I think that was 13. That that thing was creepy. It gives me nightmares. Nightmare fuel. (laughs) But we should get back to the recap because. I keep taking us on tangents. And who do we think we are? Robin Akiva? Hey, We're not hey, good at tangents. To hey, shade to a minimum. I'm not good at tangents. I'm not dumb. I'm not interesting enough to be able to maintain tangents like that. Uh, but so Jace, uh, Chicken George pops off on James. And then we get a segment on the Jace face. Can anyone do their best Jace face? Nicole Horn. It's like a lot of like, oh, I can't really, you know, use like a mouth to describe what he's doing. But yeah, a lot of like. Duck- I feel like Aquaria does a good Jace face. Yeah, it's just like very snatched. It's like the duck, duck. Yeah, is it, it duck looks lips? like duck face, but yeah, duck with face. Jason's face. Yeah, and he flat irons his hair and puts it over the mandana. Uh, but it's a Jace segment, and Danielle's like, okay. <laughs> um, and then Chicken George and Howie Bond. And it's like a wholesome scene. Like the best Howie's been all season so far, for sure. Oh, we forgot to talk about this at the nomination. Howie tries to go give Dr. Will a hug and he's like, back up. So. I did like that. I love Dr. Will so much. Um, and then we get our veto pick. The first introduction of the veto balls uh, instead of the wheel. Uh, any final goodbyes for the wheel? Bring it back. I think it's lame. Why are we having people reach their hand in? I'd rather see, you know, people spin the wheel and house guest choices just be like one of the things on the wheel. I love it. I agree with it. I, my theory is probably they like, what if it landed on like Kaser five times in one veto meeting or something and he was already picked or whatever. I mean, That's like probably the only thing. Cut it and yeah. just like get it right. And it should be like every time it lands on Kaser, Kaser gets to pick someone. Even if he's already okay, in the, yeah. like you could yeah, bring back the veto wheel. But we get our also first introduction of house guest choice. And uh here we get 
James picking Kaser, Will picking Boogie by a house guest choice, and then George picking Jace. So, and Janelle's going to host this competition. I don't remember the name of it, but it's a fantastic, famous competition in Big Brother lore. Uh, Nicole, what do you think of this competition? And what did you remember about the competition before you visited it? So this is a competition I remembered from watching it live. Well, I guess it wasn't live when I saw it, when it aired in 2006. I just remember thinking I wouldn't shave my head for a veto. But because there was only men competing, it seemed like there was um, a different amount of, um, that might have skewed what the particular um, challenges were going to be and how intense they got. I believe in a later season, it might have been Britney season in season 12. Uh, it was like, men have to shave their head and women have to dye it pink. Yeah, I would dye my hair pink for a veto, especially if I was in like a very dire situation. And you know what? My roots are really bad anyways. Maybe I could use a pink dye. I feel like you could rock the Allison Stoner shaved head. I'm good. I don't I, I'm just saying you could rock it. I'm not saying you should. Well, but I think, I'm saying you could rock it. I could rock it, but I choose not to. Jacob? I mean, I, I thought you were, no, I thought you had a shaved head when we met because you always wear a hat. <laughs> so I didn't know what your head looked like. Yeah, I would, I would shave my head, you know, even not for the veto. Like, you give me a good reason to shave my head and my hair's gone. Like, I'm looking for an excuse already. I really do love this competition, though. I think any competition where it depends how much you want to win and not, like, how good you are at holding on to something is, like, pretty compelling. I think this should happen in every season. Yeah. And I like the variation they do in a few weeks when Janelle's in the graveyard, where it's like that one where you don't, you can't all do it at the same time. And I think they fixed it where like you buzz in yeah. the first person to bug is in. I also like the one in Big Brother Canada 4 where it's like you have to bet a certain number and like kind of like strategically play it. But I love the who wants it most veto. And I feel like they've gotten away from that in the last few years. Um, I feel like this was just a fantastic competition. So first up we have Sloppy Surprise where you have to eat quote, Satan's oatmeal, according to Danielle, uh, a bowl of slop, and Will and Boogie tap out immediately. Um, so I think it makes sense for Will, but, like, I feel like Boogie, he didn't need to throw it, but, yeah. Yeah, it seems like he could have done it and that there was no time limit on this. So, like, why couldn't you just be sitting there, like, chilling, eating slop for, like, a few minutes? Like, it seemed like this was pretty doable. It really did, but apparently not enough for them and it works out for them um then we get shirt off your back where you have to put your shirt and your shorts into the bin of fire which they've done in past seasons where they had like luxury comps or whatever where you had to get rid of people's clothes like i think my favorite is in big brother four where erica has that top that everyone hates and then they all roast each other's like everyone gets to pick what they want to throw out of people's clothes um that one's pretty easy everyone does it um Sign me up, which has basically drawn people. Uh, did anyone find anything funny that people drew on them? Maybe Jace had something that said Heidi's bitch on it. That was cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know uh, James has Sarah's property on it. And uh, Chicken George had like his mic pack was on, but there was like something in between his neck and his mic pack that was blurred out. I don't know what it was, but. Yeah, I, I feel, I feel like, like that was Mike Boogie. Yeah, I feel like that's the thing I want to know what it is. Like, everything else is, like, fine to show on TV, but whatever was written there, like, had to get blurred out. That's super interesting. Yeah, I, I'm just curious, but what would you write on any of the four? You get to pick one person that's still in the competition, 
and write something on them. I think Nicole would pick Kaser and write Daddy. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Guilty as charged. That's not a bad idea. I think I might just uh, go up to Jace and just like scribble like as much as I can until he's just like so annoyed with me. Like, I think not I'd, write, write I'd write Six Finger Plan on him. <laughs> Ooh, like Bart that Simpson. would make him mad. Yeah. Um, then we get the human blueberry and this is where our intro for the podcast came. Uh, quote, George, George was fat ass Smurf. Kaser was Iraqi Smurf. Jace is Vanity Smurf, and I, aka James, is Skinny Manorexic Smurf, and we were our own little Smurf family. Yeah, and, I feel like uh, this is cute. I like when people have to, like, die themselves, and it's blueberry. Like, Chum's gross, so this one's, like, not that bad. I really enjoyed the, the blueberry part, and I would jump in the blueberry bath. Nicole, would you do it for the veto? Of course, I would do any of these things for the veto. Um, I'm concerned why Kaser did such a low ball offer on the slop too. I thought that they'd both say 60 days. Well, Kaser was the only one who had done slop, I feel like. Cause he, or no, he didn't. He understood. Because he was HOH, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, maybe Chicken George. Oh, he, he, I feel like if Kaser was needing the veto, he would have gone further. But he also didn't need the veto, probably. What happens if they both said 60? Yeah, I was actually curious what happens then i guess they'd go to like another tiebreaker where they just like keep making things worse and worse but, yeah at a certain yeah. point george is going to take everything though yeah um and then we get no veto for you which is where jason james both tap out because james has solid reasoning he's like i can't play an hoh i need the veto and i think that makes sense um but jace like it makes sense i guess because he got backdoored and he always wants a chance to play veto but I don't think he should have take stepped down, but obviously we know what happens, and that might be hindsight. Yeah, I actually think that Jace should like give up his veto. That decrease decreases his threat a lot, because then like you know you can take him out next week. It's totally fine, and I feel like there wouldn't be that urgency to take him out. Then like on the uh, block against Will, you can be like, well, Will can play in the veto next week, and I can't. Like I think that there's something you can do there, whereas like here, yeah, it just looks a little weak. The Brittany Martinez move of saying that you can't play Vito. Queen from season yep. 16. Remember when she was rumored to be on All-Stars? What a time. Um, and then, yeah, so then we get the no Vito for you. And then hair today, gone tomorrow, where Chicken George and Casey are both have to shave their heads. And here's the Marcellus quote I mentioned earlier. Uh, what the hell does George care about shaving his head? But you get beautiful Kaser there, and he doesn't know how he looks without hair. And Marcellus, you could see him in the background screaming not to do it. <laughs> um, but he ends up doing, he's like, Kaser, you don't have to do this. I can, we can turn around right now. Marcellus does not want Kaser to win this veto. That's true. There's not a huge strategic point in winning. Like, all you're going to do is prevent George from winning. But it seems like unless you're willing to just give up everything, George is totally desperate. Of course he's going to do whatever he can if it's in the house. So giving up your luscious luck, I guess, is just the price of paying. And he, he pulls off the no hair. I think Kaser looks pretty good. Nicole, what did you think when Kaser stood up to shave his head? Were you as horrified as Marcellus? I was shook. I really thought he was going to tap out right there. It seemed like kind of shady for James to drop out of the veto at the point of not being able to participate in a new veto and Kaser kept going. It was really a sacrifice I didn't see coming considering the editing earlier in the week kind of showed or foreshadowed a, cl a clash between James and Howie with Kaser and Janelle on the other side. Yeah. 
that you brought up a great point. I forgot about that, but it definitely seems like duos. And James continues to break off from Howie and Janelle and Kaiser later as well, as we know. Um, but in the end, it goes to tiebreaker. Out of the 60 days, how many days will you be able to go on slop? George says 60 and wins the veto. Kaiser only said 15. And George wins the power of veto when people start putting respect on his name. I wish um, George would have put 59 just in case he makes the last day he's able to not eat slop. You can't take any chances, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but George is going to be miserable for the rest of the season. But um, here we go. Do you think if they had each been on slop, besides that one bowl that they had to eat, George would have gone less? I don't know. You you can't really say. Yeah. I just feel like maybe the idea of slop is not as bad. But then, like, if you've tried, if you're on it, then you feel different. But who knows? Um, but Big Brother 6 wants Jace, but James is conflicted and is like, let me put up Boogie, but in the end, his alliance gets their way, and then before the veto meeting, Kaser goes up to Jace and tells him that he's going up, and then they all go to the backyard, and George is probably doing his diary room stuff with, like, the veto and stuff, which I actually really like this point of view of the veto meeting, because I didn't know you were allowed to talk, I didn't remember that you were allowed to talk while you're out there. And then Jace just has this big fight. He yells at Marcellus. Um, He drags Marcellus into it, and Marcellus fights back. And what did you all think of this fight? I don't know what Kaser was trying to prove by talking to Jace about all of this. It seemed like a very loose loose lips sink ships moment that set Jace off. And Marcellus and Jace, I don't think, had problems before this. But when you see someone throwing a tantrum and private property is being destroyed... We need someone like Marcellus to step in and be like, chill. Just because something is happening to you doesn't mean you need to be destroying our backyard. Yeah, maybe the hope here is that they can get Jace to blow up and then it's an easy, like, let's get Jace out. Because as soon as you tell Jace, like, you know, you're going to go up, he's going to get mad. Like, it's pretty predictable. I think Kaser, who, like, seems to have some strategic wherewithal, would know that Jace is going to be mad. But one thing I want to make clear is Jace was not backdoored. He played in the veto. James Ryan so... even tells him that. Like, they get yeah. into that argument in the clip. Yeah. I, like, I think it's very important to say, like, Jace keeps saying he was backdoored. No, you're wrong. You played in the veto. You willingly gave it up. Like, you could have wanted it more, and you didn't, so. I do feel like sometimes people are very nitpicky because it's obviously, like, you had a chance to win. But at the same time, like, I see his po- I see both points, but, like, he he was, like – backdoored in a sense but at the same time he didn't he didn't have a chance to save himself and he didn't and he wasted it um but this is a pretty memorable veto ceremony and i would actually like to play the clip if that's okay with you all of course all right go for it and i think we all know what's gonna what we're about to witness right now but it's the one and only incomparable dr will kirby and we will hear what he has to say Will, if you could give a speech as to why you would like to be in the house, go ahead, please. Okay. Traditionally, the uh, nominees uh, speak to the veto holder individually because they're looking for one person to help them. But if it's okay with George, the power of veto holder, and James, the HOH holder, I'd like to speak to the house as a group. This is truly an all-star season because I'm astonished by your gameplay here. 
Now, a lot of you have come up to me and you've said, Will, you don't really seem like you're into it. You don't really seem like you want to play. And you said, why? What was the reason for that? And I said to myself, I don't know. I don't know why I can't be. I don't understand it. So I had to heart to heart with myself. And I said, Will, what is the reason? Why are you having such a hard time playing? And this is the truth. Season two, the season that I won, there was a lot of people I hated. And it was easy for me to motivate and find individuals that I disliked. And it gave me power. It gave me a reason to want to play. It gave me a reason to want to fight. It gave me a reason to want to remove people from the game. Then I thought, so why haven't I had that motivation? And I thought it was because I really liked everyone here. But then I realized it was the opposite of that. I can't find an individual to hate because I hate you all. There's no one I hate more than anyone else. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask to be removed from this game by you all. Now, if you refuse to kick me out, I will be throwing every competition, I will throw every HOH, I will throw every POV, and I will throw every food competition. George is on slop, and I will do the best I can to ensure that we all are on slop. Unless you get together, have a big group meeting, and vote me out. So Chicken George, please don't use the power of veto on me. I want this nomination to stay in place. I encourage you to use it yourself. You know why? This man is a badass. He went up against the five wickedest, freakiest Big Brother players, and he whooped their ass. Don't use it. Vote me out. Back to you, George. What an icon. Any first reactions to rewatching that scene? Where to even begin? Who would have ever thought that saying you hated everyone could get you all the way to the end of the game? Seems very counterintuitive, but hey, psychology is psychology. Yeah, Will is one of the best characters in TV. This speech is so iconic. I am a little bit sad to find out that I think that he gave two speeches, one that was like a regular, like, keep me here speech, and then he said, like, I'm going to do this for TV. Like, he knows he's making a TV show, but according to James, like, he did give another speech where he, like, did the normal pleasantries, but it seems like Dr. Will just knows what's good TV, and he will, yeah, he's just going to make TV wherever he goes. I did not know that, and it oh. makes me sad. Uh, where did you see, where did James say this? Uh, this is, like, something on Twitter, like, a while ago. I think Evil Dick posted, like, yeah, like, you know, the iconic speech was actually not, um, you know, one thing. And it was actually, like, him doing a second take for TV. We can look this up. Okay, you do some research while we talk about George's sappy, sappy speech. And he's like, I'm honored to be here. Um, but he ends up using a POV, and Jace goes up. And I just feel like the I Hate You All speech is just fantastic television. And, like... Even if he's doing it just for TV, like, it has a purpose. Strategically, it makes sense. Like, he makes the the target bigger. And, like, I feel like he still gives off that apathetic energy, even if he's trying to make it for TV. Like, he doesn't care. Um, and just letting you know, I hate you both. Um, so, you're both oh. voted out of the podcast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just like Dr. Will, I hate everyone. And I hate myself as well as he uh, says in the eviction episode. A, a quick Google. Uh, a post three years ago on Reddit has a bunch of tweets from Evil Dick that say, uh, you know, 
that this wasn't his real speech. Uh, he said this one's for TV and gave the I hate you all speech. But even still, like, if okay, he's but, doing things where he says, like, this is for TV, like, people in the house should be like, like, the hell is wrong with this guy? Like, he's literally... Is there any confirmation or is it just Angry Penis who says that? Uh, uh, like, James has said this in some places, so... Okay. I feel like I'm more inclined to believe someone who was there over Evil Dip, but... Oh, true. But, like, also, I feel like maybe people said that after the fact, but who knows? I, I, I just want to ask a producer if that's what happened, <laughs> but... Yeah. Um... Anyways, any final thoughts on this episode? Not really. Just why, why Chick and George got to make us all emotional like that. They don't like you like that. They clearly were about to send you out. He, he just had feelings and he has to let, it, let them out. Um, but on the eviction episode, Julie's kind of rocking like a Tina Turner kind of hairstyle. What do we think of this? Like with the, with the, thing on the like I, I will find a photo but um anyways instead of let's just move on from there uh jay says that after will speech he's like i actually hate you all too i was meant to be on survivor that, that this isn't my genre and he hates everyone so uh what did you all think of this plea to be on survivor desperate desperation he's trying to cross over streams i agree like i i applaud his uh you know he tried he wanted to get that call to be on survivor but i don't know i don't think that he would cut it there i did see that so the season that he would have been on like if he didn't go in the all-stars house would be cook island he would be a mess he would get outplayed left and right yeah jace is like early jury like that's easily like at least he'll make the jury though um, but yeah, so it's no. I feel like I've seen clips of like Janelle talking about Stephanie Lagrosa in the All Stars house and like artists and stuff like that. So yeah, Cook Islands makes sense that it would have been there. But uh, it's just wild that he did that. That he said all that. Yeah, I mean it's a nice try. Yeah. Um, would you want to see Jason Survivor or who from this cast would you want to see on Survivor? Dr. Will. He Dr. Will. I would love. Jay, but make it happen, please. The He's... amount of complaints that he would have, he would complain about the beach just like, uh, who was that? Bradley? Yeah, he's Bradley. like, I don't like the sand on my feet. Yeah. Dr. Will, uh, I feel like I've heard him say somewhere when he did an interview with maybe evil dick um he was like i want to be that old crotchety guy when i'm 65 with the show still on and be like that dermatologist like put your sunscreen on but he wants to do survivor yeah doctor will be yelling at you jacob for that sunburn that's true that's true he would offer to uh you know fix the wrinkles above my forehead give you liposuction i'll take it he i can't believe he gave himself like surgeries i feel like that's crazy but okay like doing it yourself like you can do surgeries however but like i could never imagine like giving myself a surgery if i had the training um that sounds pretty bad uh anyways uh george and jace are gonna talk and you know you want to know what really pissed me off the 15 seconds like george was like licking his fingers and they like captured all that on the audio and i was like what the hell big brother that was disgusting 
Also, what is he eating? He's on slop. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, it was gross. Like, and then they like they couldn't have just cut him, like cut that out. Like, it's not that hard. Uh, that really grossed me out. But yeah, Jace is like trying to get George's vote. Will and Boogie talk, and they're like, well, "Let's win HOH and f shit up." Uh, and then Boogie joins Janelle and Erica in the bubble bath to campaign for Doctor Will, and campaign yes jacob campaign yeah i'm sure it's real hard for him boogie's bro it might have been hard for him Ooh. <laughs> Mm-mm. jacob did not like that gross <laughs> not as gross as chicken george licking his thing his finger yeah that's true yeah um but would you take a bubble bath in the big brother house nicole you know what there's some things that should not be done in the big brother house and knowing the history of you know the communal washrooms in the big brother house i wouldn't want to take that risk for my own health and safety we respect that yeah no especially that was only after one season in the house in that house like imagine now after like 15 years of people in that house yeah no you make a great point queen nicole (laughs) listen to her um jace versus marcellus again marcellus is like i like you jace but then sometimes you're this whole other asshole and jace then campaigns to danielle diane and is like i have you two i have george i just need big brother six but that's where he lost like he was never getting big brother six um and he wouldn't get boogie so who would he have needed then it would have been because those three howie math on a podcast this one oh and then he, i don't think he could get marcellus at that point so he was screwed regardless yeah, he um, kind of made an ass of himself, and it's going to be really hard. Then he tries to go and make a deal with season six, but then he tells the terms of the deal to everyone else. Like he Danielle like, oh is god. like, oh my god, why would you tell us that, and why would yeah. you make deals? Um, and then we get Julie asking Kaser about his shaved head, Will about his speech, George about slop, and they play boogie sleep-talking. And we get some pros and cons from Danielle, Kaser, and Mike. We get no one voting to evict until because it's a unanimous vote so suspense and we get a chicken george segment so what do we think of that chicken george segment where he people start putting respect on him i think it's nice they're like oh he's old and has feelings too how cute i feel like it was like oh maybe he we didn't realize he did want to play we thought we were just here for tv time but i guess he is here to play but at the same time like if Chuck and George went next, I wouldn't have been mad. Yeah, it's nice to get to know, like, who he's playing for and what motivates him. But it's nothing that's, like, super game-changing. Like, it, you kind of make – it makes sense already. Like, he's an old guy who cares about his family. I think I would have cared – enjoyed it more if they, like, actually talked to his family. But I don't think mm-hmm. they wanted to do two of those segments in one episode because the next one is even better than we would have gotten. Um, we get James talking with Julie, and he outlines that he – is very close with Danielle, um, but that it's like Danielle will Mike versus season six, but he wants Danielle, whatever is best for him and Danielle. So seeds of that. And then we get Howie, Diane, and Marcellus in the, in the diary room. And then talk to me about this will segment with Ian and Shannon. Ian scared me. When Ian started talking, I was like, he sounds Dr. like Dr. Will. will. 
but Dr. Will but ugly? Like what? Dr. Will but ugly. I, I thought Ian looked ugly. I thought he was better looking than Will. <laughs> what? Okay, well Nicole break the tie. But they were both kind of they're attractive, but there's something slightly off about both of them. Maybe it's like the vampirish quality in Will and then the goofy quality about Ian. Like maybe they just need to give each other a little bit of that opposing personality trait and they would be like fully hot dudes. I mean, Will is pretty hot, but something about him is a little too I think like, a lot of it is Will's hair. I don't like Will's hair. Yeah. Oh, but I like I liked the like slicked back dark hair. I think that looks better than Ian's hairdo. Uh, but anyway, talk to me about the segment, Jacob, before I cut you off. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I thought that was good. Like, it's fun to see, you know, what Dr. Will's playing for. Like, it's nice to know that, you know, when Dr. Will leaves the house, this is like, he's not lying, manipulating people all the time. Like, he does have people that he cares about, and it's nice to humanize him a little bit. Like, he's so evil. Even when we have, like, Shannon from BB2, like, trashing on him, essentially, um, like, saying, She was kind know, of respectful, shy. though. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was more yeah. respectful than I think Amy will be in a few weeks with Marcellus. <laughs> True, yeah. Um, yeah, she she wasn't too bad, but, like, I think that, you know, Dr. Will's playing a TV character, and, like, you have to give him a break. Nicole, what do you think about the segment? Yeah, I think if we're looking at Will as a TV character and the words that Ian said kind of reaffirmed that, then it was a fun segment because it's just like, oh, at least Dr. Will this is a fun character and he's really different on screen as compared to off. His layer is like an onion. He is like an onion. I love seeing Shannon and just like I love seeing Justin from Allison's segment, I think it's really fun to revisit like the history of the show and I feel like the current season won't do that. Obviously, like there's yeah. Corona involved, but yeah. I feel like even without it, they wouldn't even do it. Like they don't like to revisit their past in a way that is refreshing. Just like hearing Shannon, seeing those clips from Big Brother 2 was really cool. And also, uh, does Shannon remind y'all of Jan from The Office? Uh, not really. I never saw that till you said it. I always feel like, I always felt, got the vibe, like even in similar voices and similar like mannerisms. I don't know. Like, I feel like Shannon could be a Jan in another world. Yeah, I, I, can, see, I can see how she could play into that yeah. character. I think global pandemic notwithstanding, like that we would be seeing segments like this from Swaggy and Angela and like the significant others. Yes and no. I feel like they'd mash it up. Do you remember in season 18 when they got all the four, like Jason, Meg, Boogie, and who's the last person? Oh, Hayden Voss. Um, A couple of guys and a couple of tries. (laughs) But... uh, yeah, so that's that. I, I feel like they'll do it, but they like would smash it up into one segment. I don't think they do it like yeah, as like they get what are the showmances think like Swaley, Swaggy, Angela, and Dom versus and Victor, but it wouldn't be like everyone from uh like well I want to hear what James Ryan thinks about Janelle and Kaser. Give me that. Ugh. Ooh, manifest it for this Thursday. I'll try. Um, but anyways, we get, uh, for Australian Survivor fans, Will even says in the pool at one point, I am a golden god. Oh, wow. Before his time. I I feel like, honestly, they're very similar. Will and David Janot. 
They have the same exact personality, you're right. I feel like they're very similar. Like, they're, they both ham it up for the TV. They're both excellent strategic players. They play narcissists on television. I, I really think it's a fantastic comparison. I'm going to pat myself on the back for that. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. Um, so, yeah. So, pros and cons. Oh, also, I think Shannon was married, if anyone cared. Uh, she had a different last name. Um, and, yeah. So, uh, pros and cons. We get George, Janelle, and Erica talking. And then Jay say final words. Jay says that he only wants Danielle and Diane to walk him to the door. And then by a vote of nine to zero, Julie makes it official. Jace is evicted. And Jace feels like he is the Marvin to the Santa Monica Van Boys to Big Brother Six. So uh, we also, uh, I think at this point, Will's the one who Will says he hates himself. And, but actually it's just strong disdain for everyone. It's not hatred. Um, but what did you think of Jace's sign off? And his goodbye messages where Daniel's crying. That was kind of surprised. I was mm, watching the show. You're like, there's so many people. It's hard to see a lot of those like relationships between characters that aren't in power. So that was a little surprising to see Danielle cry. I don't know if I was the only one. I was surprised to see her t- crying too. I was. I thought if anyone was going to be crying, it was going to be Diane. But Diane was kind of composed. Um, again, robbed of screen time this whole week. Um, but uh, we got some goodbyes, uh, and I we got some Mike Boogie rapping, which I do not want to remember. And we, yeah, I was also surprised about the Danielle stuff. Jacob, yeah, the Danielle stuff's a bit surprising, but the goodbye messages, especially like pre-jury, I, like they're never that exciting to me. Like it seems like people are just like, oh, I'm so sorry to see you go. Like nothing really fun comes out of them. I'm still annoyed for Nakomis getting cheated out of seeing hers last week. Yeah, yeah. But I do, I do like how Will doesn't even thank people after he's saved. The first thing he does is he sits his ass in a chair and he says, Jace has gone too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Will, what a legend. Um, but speaking of Jace, he's, always, he's like, I'll see you guys in two weeks, hopefully. And talking about how he wants a buyback to Julie and how he wants to go in Survivor. And Julie's like, there's no flat irons on Survivor. <laughs> And then Julie's like, what would you do if you went back in the house? I'm like, Julie, don't twist the knife. He's not going back in the house. You know it. Don't be, don't be mean. But we get to our HOH competition, define and dismiss. There are six words throughout places in the Big Brother 7 house. Loyalty, honesty, love, betrayal, deceit, and hate, as well as definitions for all these words. Julie's going to read a statement. You're going to buzz in. You're going to eliminate someone if you get it right. If you get it wrong, you're eliminated. I love this competition, but also I completely understand why they don't do it on Modern Day Big Brother anymore because if it's like a giant house alliance, then it's so easy for that. Yeah. I also feel like the words that were in the definitions are were pretty close to like synonyms for the words and like you didn't actually have to know the definitions of the words. I feel like if it was a little harder to get the questions right, then you could do this competition in Modern Big Brother. Yeah, where people could get it wrong. Yeah. This reminds me of the competition. I don't think they do it in season seven, but the knockout competition, which I like, but at the same time, like even though someone in a minority alliance could win, like Haley on season 20, and then she loses the HOH reign because the stupid hacker twist. But like people in minority positions can win it, but it's much harder. And I think nothing will ever top Godfrey and Neha going back and forth on season three of BBKN like ping pong um but i really I, I miss these competitions but i completely understand why they like get away from it 
but it, in that aspect, they should go back to the how bad you want it competitions. For sure. For the trade-off. Um, but yeah, so Marcellus gets the first one, knocks out his clandestine lover, Boogie. Um, Kaser gets the next one, knocks out Diane, sealing her fate, crying. Um, mm. Will knocks out Howie, and then he gets the next one <laughs> wrong. I think he did it on purpose. Oh, 100% he did it on purpose. Will's He's... smart enough to know definitions of words. I love I love that he was just like the big man. <laughs> he didn't even give Howie the respect of having his name, which honestly, Howie doesn't deserve that. Um, and then Erica knocks out Chicken George. Kaser knocks out Erica. Janelle knocks out Danielle. Marcellus knocks out Kaser. And I love that he's like, he's looking because he's it's his love and his best friend. And then Janelle answers the last question and wins HOH, her second one this season, starting a competition streak for Janelle. Um, Nicole, this is your queen. Are you excited about the pink room and her I'm HOH? I'm very excited. I remember being so hyped watching Janelle open up and go into her HOH room for the first time. So I'm just like, I'm living in it. I mean, no spoilers for how the week turns out. Some people might be happier than others with this result in the HOH competition, but either her or Marcellus, those are my two favorite house guests uh, looking back. I wish it was Marcellus because I don't think Marcellus would go after Diane. Hey, I said no spoilers. It's my podcast. I can spoil if I want to. <laughs> um, that's a great life philosophy. Yeah, that's what Jacob does on his podcast. True. Yeah. So, um, and then we got our final words. And Will's like, I'm going to nominate myself. And I'm like, Will, first of all, you're not HOH. But also, like, I love that he just, like, he's such a troll. I love him. He's yeah, so much he knows better the camera. Eric. He knows the cameras are on, so he's like ready to steal some more screen time. Why not? Dan and Derek are shaking that they don't that he doesn't need to manipulate Big Brother Twenty Two to feel like good about himself. But, anyways, any final thoughts about the week? Any final words for Jace? Any ramblings that you had about the season or about life that you want to get off your chest? Well, that's just like the karma for Jace not getting off the sofa. Ain't it? Full circle. He didn't get up for Nokomis, and then no one got up for him. Yeah. It's like a nice little short story. Teaches you why you should be nice to others. I, I think that's one of my... Because we know that Big Brother's not live, but there's some fantastic narrating moments that I feel like are great foreshadowing. Like, I always go back to when Netta and Cindy... We're upstairs in the eight, in like season five of Big Brother Canada, and like Nada was playing the let's make fun of Cindy game, and like even though that was like three weeks before the double eviction, like it just is fantastic if you were watching like it in a binge, and you know that Cindy ends up taking out Nada. I think it's like fantastic. Like there's some things that are just like phenomenal that they like just pick and they, I don't know how they do it, but they're like time wizards. Doctor Strange up in this house. Yeah, they do a good job of uh, editing it to where, like, whatever ends up happening, they get yeah. a pretty good cohesive story out of it. And this one, they probably knew that Jace was going home, so they could, like, focus on that moment by that point. Yeah. But still, it's just, like, phenomenal editing at times. Um, Jacob, any final thoughts on the week, on life? Uh, no more really final thoughts on the week. I'm excited to see next week uh, in terms of life. Is it time for plugs? No. We're backing okay, up. Well, You're excited to see next mind. week. Why? Oh, okay. Well, not for you. I know you're going to come in with a veil crying. 
Uh, I hope. You know, really is this week? I don't remember if uh, I know this. This is the week that Boogie cuts his toe open after winning the veto. Um, and is this the week with the Big Brother Ghosts or no? I thought that was Danielle's situation, but I could be wrong. I don't remember. I know Danielle wins the Black Widow HOH where she like is on the net. Um, I thought this was going to be the week with the Ghosts, so I was like really excited. But then I'm like, wait, where are they? Um, but yeah. Yeah, we'll have to check back in next week. I think that, like, the next few weeks of BB All-Stars is pretty exciting. So. Oh, I'm loving this season. Like, I'm just so excited every time I'm watching it. Like, it's such a great season. Big Brother All-Stars, too, could never. Uh, pour one out. Yeah. Um, Nicole, any plugs? At the moment, no. Just check out my TikTok. TikTok.com slash Behind the Secret. Twitter, Instagram, all the same. Can I expose you from Jackbox or no? Of course you didn't expose me from Jackbox. We were playing Jackbox last night, um, and Jacob left me on red when I invited him. <laughs> I, I got home late, and I was sleepy. You're going to call both of your co-hosts. We're going to make this two against one, Felipe. I know you are, but it's okay. I have it coming to me. Um, but no, so Jake, no, but it was also, I think we were playing like a, an hour earlier than when Jacob read the message. He wasn't even online, but... Uh, so Nick, uh, the question was, uh, name a dating app for someone in their eighties. And I didn't know that Nicole was against me, but I said something completely different. And Nicole said, Robin, Nick, even need a podcast. Ooh. Yeah. Had uh, he you know, stabbed the knife in a little deep. Some fighting I think that words. idea was actually pitched to the wheel. Like, uh, someone date my mom or something like that. <laughs> Someone's just so, uh, you might you might not be too for far Akiva. On to something. Akiva has a wife. Don't you dare. Maybe maybe they just want to get close to Akiva so they can get to hang out with Couchy. <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, any plugs from you, Nicole? Did you, you give your plugs and I'm just forgetful? Yeah. Okay. Instagram, Twitter. And that's our show. No, I'm kidding. Jacob, any plugs? <laughs> Uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at JK Redman and uh, watch Ang or not watch, listen to Ang in there and Avatar post show recap. Me and Zach are strumming along in uh, the Avatar universe. And if you're like me, you can listen to the Good Luck Charlie theme song and make you up your own lyrics. Yeah, oh yeah, please do. Felipe has already added a segment to the show. Uh, I have? I'd say, uh, yeah, we did the uh, like typing four different people into the different bending classes. Ooh, yeah, love but, it. Uh, yeah, please feel feel free to keep giving feedback. Um, you know, write parody songs. We'll uh, we'll take it all. Yes, and uh, I'm so I'm I'm gonna go watch Avatar later today. Continue my binge watch. Um, yeah, so you can follow me at tweets by Fleep. Uh, just tweeting about Big Brother nowadays. Um, and you can follow at Brazil Dragon Pod on Twitter and Instagram for more Brazilian Dragon content. Uh, feel free to email us uh, and yeah so we'll be back next week with more Big Brother 7 we're going to cry together hold hands and get through this we will get through this believe it um, we will be losing the queen herself Diane but we'll get through it um, until then have fun with your Smurf friends and family and we'll talk to you soon bye everyone bye